are Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Predators Podcast and the Locked On Network. Justin Bradford, Matt Best, and hey, new things happen this week. <laughs> Training camps are beginning for all the teams, including your Nashville Predators, and they'll be hitting the ice starting on Monday. Media availability is on Sunday, so we cannot wait to start bringing you fresh content based on new things happening. And just a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you get 20% off your next order. Matt, we have new things starting. The Predators are going to be hitting the ice soon. <laughs> We can't rank Timbits anymore. I mean, we can always rank Timbits. I mean, okay, because I not? expected my Dunkin' Donuts to take to fall, fall flat on my face, but people agreed. So, oh, people you know, agree. I'm the people's donut guy now. You are the people's donut guy. So, <laughs> Predators training camp is starting. And obviously, most of the names we are used to seeing, ones that are missing would be guys like Igor Afanasiev, Philip Tomasino, who are in World Juniors. They'll join the team, I'm assuming, when they can, if they expect to join the team. The one thing that kind of was an interesting get for the Nashville Predators, Yannick Weber is joining the training camp roster as as a tryout. He has a PTO. That screams taxi squad to me if they end up this signing screams, him to like a one-year deal. This screams just more internal competition during training camp is yes. what this is to me. I don't like – if he didn't make the taxi squad, I don't think you or I would go, eh, okay, whatever. Like right. we wouldn't bat an eye towards it. I think the more NHL talent you have at these training camps, the better it's going to be for your players, especially the younger ones, because you're not getting actual games against other teams. You're getting internal competition the whole time. And the more people you can bring in that have either played in the NHL, it doesn't matter if they're a fringe NHLer, but just bringing that experience in, in, in to compare it to just a kid who hasn't played in the NHL, you're going to get so much more out of that. So uh, I'm okay with this. Bring in as many people as you want. Just uh, don't be up in arms, Preds fans, if you're like, oh, they must play him now because they signed him. It's not how that works. <laughs> Luke Cunning is on the training camp roster, still unsigned. So an RFA, after the Predators have his rights. Uh, and other notable names, obviously, Ellie Tolvanen, Patrick Harper, Michael McCarron, and then some of the AHL guys, Josh Wilkins, Cole Smith, uh, Sean Malone, Tommy Novak, Tanner Janot. I like to say Janot because it, though I just to, to me, I mean, it's Saskatchewan. If Saskatchewan sees Janot or Janot, oh, what do you think? You say Saskatchewan like uh, like you're not a Canadian, which I'm makes not sense. a Canadian. I know, but I just I haven't heard anyone other than like Canadians say Saskatchewan before. You like hit it with the like the syllables. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't even know what your question was. All I heard was Saskatchewan, and that's all I hung on to. <laughs> Thanks. Is it Tanner Janot or Tanner Janot? Because Saskatch- Saskatchewan, is that better? Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan? Yeah, yeah. You got to like roll it. through it. Like Toronto is Toronto. Like there's right, no Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Right. Saskatchewan. It, when you have an OT to end a name, is it an O or an OT? I kind of like OT. The O is with like a French accent. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I believe it's Tanner Janot. Janot. Tanner Janot. <laughs> that sounded a bit British. Now we're going all over the world. I love it. I mean, Canada is like British too. <laughs> hey, you leave us alone up here, Saskatchewan. Hey, there's so many connections that Canada has. I mean, you connected to Great Britain. Do you like recognize the Queen, or you don't recognize the Queen? You have Quebec. Like... What is Quebec? <laughs> what is Quebec for 500, Alex? <laughs> 
That's a whole other segment. I <laughs> promise a whole you other that. segment. Canada is so unique and I love it. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Canada is so unique. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too. Ben Harper also, defenseman Jeremy Davies. Those are the only two guys that are defenseman invites that did not see an NHL game last season. Obviously, you had guys that maybe saw a few NHL games. Tyler Lewington played games with the Washington Capitals. Uh, obviously, an, an AHL type of deal there. Alexander Carrier had a couple in there. Jared Tenorti, obviously, near the end of the season, he played a lot mm-hmm. more. And then in terms of goaltenders, four goaltenders, Rene, Ingram, Kaskiswo, and Saros. Kask- Swo saw a couple of games with Toronto. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really fun on social media. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's an uh, he's, AHL guy no matter what. Yeah, he's an AHL guy. If you desperately need a goalie because someone gets injured, I won't say that he's serviceable. I'll just say that it's better than having David Ayers in that. <laughs> that is that is correct. Also, some notable things. Mikhail Glenland will be a little bit late arriving to training camp. He's having some immigration things that they're working out, getting him back over to the States. And Eric Haula will be a little late as well, awaiting the arrival of his first baby. So those are some notable things there and why they are late arriving to camp. Yeah, they get they get a complete pass on that. Absolutely. I mean, it it would be a complete shock if they didn't make the team. These are NHL players, right. not fringe NHL players. These guys make NHL teams, so right. don't freak out about that. So he, here's the breakdown of how it's going to go uh, for training camp, at least until well until the 13th, basically when we're looking at this. So Sunday, January 3rd, player media availability. They'll have a team meeting, and then David Paul, John Hines will meet with the media. Monday, the fourth, is when they hit practice for the first time on the ice. Everything taking place at Bridgestone Arena. No, folks, it is not open to the public. We are in a pandemic. <laughs> what do you so, mean I can't go in and sneeze everywhere? Oh boy. Then so Tuesday, Wednesday, also on the ice. At 10 a.m. Thursday, they'll have a day off, and then they start getting into scrimmage times. And so Friday, January 8th, there will be a blue team morning skate, then a gold team morning skate. Then they will actually scrimmage at night on Friday night, and then they'll have a practice on Saturday. And then the same thing, repeat on Sunday the 10th, you'll have the two teams separate morning skates and then a blue versus gold scrimmage. So this is how they're really going to start pushing it in to see where these guys are going to compete at is having Mm -hmm. these scrimmages right off the bat, getting the scrimmages and then a day off after that scrimmage and two more days on ice. And then the season will be starting. (laughs) Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize though, when they see this like list of activities, we'll say for their, field trip is what I'll call it now is that they're not only going to have those scrimmages that you see on the page. They're going to have their three on three scrimmages. They're going to have their four on four scrimmages. They're going to run like special teams against one another kind of thing. So don't think that they're just doing suicides or they're just doing drills the whole time throughout training camp. I I think fans need to look deeper into it and realize that they are going to be playing against each other throughout the whole training camp. It's just the five on five scrimmages will be much more structured towards the end when you're getting a closer look at your line combinations and things like that. Okay. So how is it going to go for the season media wise? Cause predators are not starting out with fans being loud in the building. So it's going to be a lot on the, a lot of pressure on the media, whether it's the local media, the TV media, the radio media to give fans that inside look into what is going on for the predators during camp and during games as well. We're going to talk about that up next because you have an inside look of what the policies are going to be like, just to let you know of what everybody's got to go through to make sure to provide you coverage uh, at these predators games. That's up next here on the lockdown predators podcast on the lockdown network. I'm Justin Bradford. He's Matt best. With the season fast approaching, we've talked about it a ton of times, but folks, I'm getting more fired up the closer it gets. That one thing is betting on hockey. And where do you do that? Betonline.ag. Why should you go to betonline.ag compared to anywhere else? 
Well, how about they just give you free money when you sign up for the first time? If you use promo code locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus. If you're anxious and you can't wait until hockey, but you want to start betting, go ahead. They've got football, college football. They've got uh, basketball. They've got everything for you to bet on there. And it's going to be fantastic throughout the season. Justin and I are going to help you learn how to bet in case you don't know how to do it. So don't be intimidated. And we might keep track of our bets. See who does a little better here between myself and Justin. It'll be a good little laugh. Maybe we'll wager something like we've wagered the uh, borrow cop jersey so far. So again, you want to go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. Welcome back to Locked On Predators, Justin Bradford, Matt Best, and 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling on Paramount of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So, Matt... That means we're going to have to be betting. <laughs> you are. I mean, we're going to walk you through it. I'll hold your hand. I'll virtually hold your hand. You want to hold my hand. I got called out on the podcast because a couple episodes ago, I said that I could sing. And now my buddy Chris, he's like, yeah, the pressure's on. You got to do that now. Chris, you've heard me rip Grace Kelly by Mika before. You know I can do it. Whew. And if you don't know that song, there are some high notes in it. It's definitely a car song where you're just cruising and you crack the window a little bit so people can hear you. It's a great time. We'll have an episode dedicated to that. That's what Fantastic. We'll so, so usually Justin's the one here asking the questions, interrogating. So it's my turn to ask Justin a few questions because, folks, if you didn't know, Justin is credited with the media. He's in almost every single Preds game. I, if you don't follow him on social media, go do that. And uh, you can basically see a behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to attend these NHL games as a member of the media. So, Justin, let's just start by what's a normal day like when you're a media member from check-in to just getting to your spot, what's that like? Oh, a normal day, a normal day, non-pandemic. I'm usually getting to the game probably an hour and a half to two hours early because I like to hang out and it's, it's a time to hang out and kind of get settled, get the computer set up and just mix and mingle with other media members and get settled in. So I don't feel rushed or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes what we do before is do a Q and a, a video Q and a, sometimes it'd be a, a Facebook live. Sometimes it'd be a periscope. Sometimes it would be submit your questions through Twitter and um, a video response to them as well. And just doing a lot of prep work for a game too. Uh, that's pretty much a normal time. I, I'm not typically one that would go down and get the media meal uh, because it costs money. What? <laughs> so, um, well, for, for non-visiting media, it costs money. Wow. Um, so, but, but we do have plenty of food. The Predators provide plenty of food in terms of snacks yeah. and the media You've lounge. had some pretty cool like media. media gift baskets kind of thing before. Yes. Yeah. We have plenty of good care packages, usually involving alcohol yeah, from the yeah, natural predators. I didn't want to say um, plenty of snacks and food, earplugs, ibuprofen, Kleenex, hand sanitizer, a little bit of everything just to kind of help a media survival kit, especially during playoff mm-hmm. time. Uh, so of all times we need a media survival kit, now is the time. Uh, but but usually it, what it would be is you'd have your pregame, which is you have your hot dogs, you have pretzels and popcorn, yeah. nachos and some things like that. And then the first intermission would come along and there's typically going to be uh, your regular food they're going to bring out that's something that the, special, the, the chef decides to put out there. So it could be hamburgers. It could be pulled pork. It could be chicken fingers. It could be something really special like chicken thighs and made in a special sauce. It could be chili. It could be a stew. All these different things plus big giant cookies. I haven't eaten in like six hours. Can we get off I'm the sorry, food I- now? <laughs> 
Are you asked me? <laughs> the second intermission is usually gas station pizza. Oh, that sounds delicious. Uh, so, gas station food, highly yeah, underrated, would, by the way. It burns the roof of your mouth. Uh, so that's like typical there. Then post game player interviews in the locker room. Uh, do that. And then I do my own um, stand up as well, where I record with my camera and then I do editing and post. So typically I'm at the arena for a seven o'clock puck drop. I get to the arena between five and five 30. And then I leave the arena after filming, editing and posting everything like that. Typically I'd be leaving the arena around 11, 11 30. The goal mm-hmm. is usually 11, sometimes 11 30, because usually we're talking to people are talking in the press box that are still working. Cause I like to work in the press box. Yes. Some folks work in the media room. I like to be out in the open and seeing what's going on around me. Plus weird things sometimes happen whether it's raising the, the Megatron or there being a, a boy scout film watching night on the Megatron that we're getting to watch like frozen yeah. <laughs> while doing our post game reports and just kind of chit chatting with people. Cause it's an experience. It is an experience. It's an ambiance that you feel that's normal times it's going to be a little different this year so yeah you uh you have something in front of you here to show you what it's going to be like for our new normal times was there anything that really stood out to you that's just like wow that's gonna that's gonna take a lot for me to adjust to well i'm used to doing a lot of things now because i'm at the rink so often with junior hockey and doing things where obviously you're wearing a face mask you're checking in you're doing temp checks you're doing all these different types of things the things that are going to be different and unique is that now we have to reserve. There's no full-on season credentials You to make sure you tell the Predators the day before, basically, that or the two days before, yes, I'm going to be at this game. My plan is to cover this game. It, because they want to make sure they're going to space everybody out appropriately in the press box because before we'd have assigned seats, mm-hmm. typically. And the other thing, too, is since I said before, I usually get there an hour and a half to two hours early, we can't get there more than 30 minutes before a game now. It's not that that – puts a wrinkle or anything into it. It's just more of a, that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, We have to just check in for all these different activities with the predators as well. Uh, They're not going to provide any snacks during the game or anything. I totally understand all this as well. What they are going to provide is going to be a a pre-prepared meal for everyone. That'll be free of charge in the media room prior to the game starting and only two people can be in there to eat at at once, or you can take it with you to your seat and eat there if you want to as well, which is what they're going to encourage. Little things like that. So, I mean, none of this. I'm still accommodating you. Like, absolutely. It's not like they're just saying, <laughs> hey, come cover the game, bring your own water, bring your own food, have a right. bad time, and then leave. Like, right. it's good to hear that they're going to still help the media members out. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the media members that are really covering the game and giving you the stories, the behind-the-scene looks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think later on in our podcast series, as we go on, we should start doing some, like, tips and tricks and what to expect if you're trying to get into media sure because you and i have been in locker rooms dressing rooms scrums and things like that and i think there's a bit of information for people who are perhaps looking to get into sports journalism that we could help them out with there uh one thing i do want to ask you about though is um when you initially got this like all these changes in front of you was there anything on there about masks being mandatory because i know that's a big deal Yes, absolutely. So masks obviously are mandatory. Face coverings, so I'll just read this. Face coverings shall completely cover the mouth and nose, fit snugly against the sides of the face, and shall be secured under the chin. Acceptable face coverings include medical-grade masks or three-layer cloth coverings, at least two layers of cloth and filter. Uh, Gators are not permitted. Bandanas are not. Uh, If you use a face shield, you must also have a face covering as well. And face coverings with exhalation valves or vents are prohibited as well so they they're being very strict in terms of that Mm -hmm. as well um the other thing too so obviously face masks are going to be mandatory 
obviously we're not going to the locker room after the game anymore. What do you mean? (laughs) But things, things are going to be taken care of immediately after the game via zoom. So basically it's going to be like normal times, except we're not going to go in the locker room. We can put on a request for players, but it's going to be scrums only. No one-on-ones are going to take place, which to me is a bummer. I, I'm not complaining. It's just I love having one-on-ones because I always typically like to choose the player that maybe didn't score the goals. They had other things that they did well during the game and try to make a story out of that. I can adapt. I'm totally fine with that. For sure. I mean, yeah, it'll be 10 minutes after the game concludes. Players are made available, and then the head coach made available immediately after the players. So the goal there, too, is like pretty quickly they want to get this done as well so the players can go home and media can go home, too. Yeah, I think this is the year, too, that we're going to get less intimate stories. Because like you were saying, you go to players that don't score the hat trick. You go to the player that maybe had the secondary assist but worked their butt off in the corner to get the puck and feed it to the guy who had the easy pass to whoever to score the goal. I don't think you're going to get all those stories this year, which is kind of a bummer because everything's going to be on Zoom. And if you've Zoomed people in this pandemic, you know it's not as intimate. It's not as intimate as sitting across from somebody even if it's six feet apart and like trying to feel and read off the emotions because you can really tell someone's body language when you're interviewing them but over zoom you don't really know like when justin and i do this podcast i have four different screens around me so i'm looking everywhere but i try to make like direct eye contact with justin to give it more of an intimate feeling but it's just going to be different have you found that it's been different for yourself because i know you've been doing hockey content around before the nhl season has started what's it been like trying to adapt to these new styles of interviews and being in these virtual press conferences instead of heading down to the arena to talk to general managers, to talk to coaches? So two things. I mean, obviously I love getting one-on-ones, but what I've noticed with zoom, especially during a lot of these things is there's often times where I've actually been able to ask more questions than I typically would in a scrum. Yeah. And that's because if you raise your hand and zoom and you get called on now, there's some times where if it's like, a David Poyle media availability for something big, you know, you're getting one question. So you better make it damn good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And don't make it the same question that someone's asked. Right. You might get lucky and get this called the second time, but highly unlikely, but in terms of players and stuff like that, oftentimes it depends on how many people are on the call. Sometimes I might get three or four questions in, uh, which Mm -hmm. is more than a typical scrum where you're having to almost interrupt people or interrupt the player to get your question in and speak as soon as they're ending the cadence of their sentence, you know? Yeah. So it is a little different there. So zoom actually keeps it a little more organized in terms of, you know, you're going to get your question, but Mm -hmm. the personal connection, because they can't see you the way they have it set up. Obviously you're not have active cameras on both sides. It's just one side. Mm -hmm. You only see your, your screen name or your picture pop up and that's it. So the, the personal part of it, isn't necessarily there as much as it has been before. So I think we're going to get personal stories, but it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different types of personal stories because we can still request doing non-game day one-on-ones potentially, which it could be via phone or Zoom, but it still will be a little bit different. I think this will bring out some different types of stories and maybe players doing Zoom might feel a little more comfortable doing certain things compared to others. So I think different personalities will react different ways. And maybe we see different players we haven't necessarily heard from before in different personal ways. We'll do that better now. And it'll be a 180 for some others. So I'm very curious to see, like you said, the type of personal connections and stories that come out of this because some may feel more comfortable than others. Personally, I'm going to miss the locker room interview bombs where you just go up behind people and you start <laughs> screaming things. Those are the little nuggets that I miss the most. Um, if any PR people are listening to this, could you please do me one favor? Pin the speaker when you're doing a Zoom interview. <laughs> 
because it's the most frustrating thing if you work in media and you have this great question that gets answered but the first six words are looking at like joe blow's face that asked the question (laughs) instead of the guy you want to hear from because you're like well what do i do with that so that yeah there's just little zoom pet peeves that i didn't Mm -hmm. think i'd be mad about but uh here we are in 2021 another adjustment before we go on to the next segment another adjustment is they're enforcing a strict no bag policy so i'm very curious with that it's like okay just gotta bring the computer this fit it all my hands basically i think they're kind of trying to fit it to like messenger bags only and no big backpacks and stuff that's fair. Uh, I usually carry around a big wheelie bag because I have camera equipment. Not like I need a wheelie bag now to do stand-ups because mm. I'm not going to have a big camera. I'm going to, it's all via Zoom. So I'm probably just going to do my recording stuff via Zoom as well. Why not? Let's match the quality, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> do stuff like you, that. You look around at all these Zoom recordings and you can tell which organizations and teams have spent money into it and which organizations and teams are like, here's a green screen. Here's a kid who doesn't know how to work the program. And here's this player poorly silhouetted. Enjoy this. It's uh, a lot of fun. I, I might come up with my rankings towards the end of the year of like just best PR in all of hockey. Oh, boy. All right. Well, up next, let's talk a little fantasy hockey. I know Matt completed one of his drafts as well. So let's get some inside information on fantasy hockey. Up next on Locked on Predators podcast, I'm Justin Bradford. He's Matt Best. During my fantasy hockey draft, I was a little hungry. I didn't have dinner, but what did I have? I had a built bar. You know why? Because even at nine o'clock at night, I can have a built bar because they're pretty healthy for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, the right lows, the right highs. They're great for that keto diet that I keep saying I'm going to start, but I haven't done it yet. Uh, you get different flavors. You get peanut butter, you get coconut almond, you get cherry barcia, you get cookies and cream. I go through all those flavors, but the one you know I'm going to talk about is lemon almond cheesecake. That's the one that you should go get when you head over to builtbar.com and use a promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. L O C K E D O N, 20% off your next order. It might make you draft better, it might not. Find out. Go to builtbar.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Predators. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. Well, fantasy hockey, a lot of drafts are probably taking place very, very quickly. I'm sure plenty of people are scrambling to get those done because usually this is taking place during September or early October. Now yeah. it's like, oh God, the training camp started. Let's get it going. So Matt, you said you picked two Predators. Is that correct? I did. The Predators are a uh, pretty weird team in fantasy. Outside of Roman Yossi, the Predators don't really have that fantasy stud who's going to get you a ton of points or a ton of assists. So with the Predators, what you want to do here, if you were a homer and you want one of these guys on your team, if you can't get Yossi earlier in your drafts, go for a guy like Johansson or go for a guy like Forsberg in the mid to later rounds. Uh, With the goaltending situation, don't rely on Pecorine or Saros to be your number one goalie in your leagues. Take him as a number four. Take him as a number three. And the one piece of advice that I'd love to give people about goaltending is these divisions are wacky. These are mini series. If you stack up on goalies within the same division, you're setting yourself up for a bit of trouble there. Because not only are the goaltending matchups going to be unpredictable because we're looking at a lot of back-to-backs here, it's that you're going to end up splitting wins anyways too. So what you want to do is target goalies from just different places. And now we have a couple of loyal listeners to the podcast that I want to give a quick shout out to Chris and Draggy. Um, you guys aren't getting my rankings out of me on this podcast today. We're not, I, I Justin, if you ask me about my rankings, I'm not, I, I'll just stop talking. I'll tell everyone to draft Boro in like the third round. 
Um, I will give tips and tricks, but I won't give personal tips and tricks. I'll okay. give like okay. general you need to knows kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you because we can probably dive deeper into fantasy hockey. Fantasy hockey is more than a one segment discussion. So yes, let's, let's sure. just kind of go along and skirt the, the top. Let's give them the top a little bit right now. Okay. If you had the number two overall pick. Okay. Okay. That is genuinely what I had in my draft today. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So that works out. And I'm well. gonna give you I'm gonna give you a selection of players, okay? Okay. The number two overall pick. So let's say that number one overall was Connor McDavid. Yep. Okay. Now I'm not saying a lot of rankings don't necessarily have him number one overall, but number two overall, would you be taking Nathan McKinnon, Leon Drysaddle, or Austin Matthews? See, for me in a standard just five by five league where it's goals, assist, um, shots on goal hits blocks kind of thing i'm looking with my first round pick to either be a supreme specialist or to give me stats across the board Connor mcdavid's just if you get first overall you draft Connor mcdavid uh i used to think to start the season that i might sneak mckinnon up in there but uh, i think mcdavid has to power this team really hard with dry settle with him too um i draft McKinnon second overall. That's what I did today. I have him in a bunch of leagues. Uh, the kid's dynamite. He's unbelievable. Matthews to me, if you're a Leafs fan, yeah, I understand drafting him second. I have dry settled. I'm giving my rankings. Oh, so you don't have to. I, was just I do ask you for simple opinion. I know. The thing <laughs> is, when you draft second overall, you in a normal snake draft, you're not going to draft for another like round and a right. half. It's pretty awful. So you need to get the guy that you're almost certain of is going to fill out the stat sheet for you. And that's Nathan McKinnon for me. If you do go after a guy like Austin Matthews on a regular season, you're looking at close to 50 goals, but you're not looking at any more than 30 assists. So then you're looking at uh, assist specialists in the later rounds. You're looking at guys like Voracek that you have to take a flyer on in like the eighth or ninth round, or you're looking at a guy like Johansson who you have to take in like the 12th or 13th round. And I just don't like really doing that. I just like drafting all around best players and sticking to my rankings and the ADPs there. Okay. So let's look at depth now. You, okay. Predators, obviously Roman Yossi is going to be one of your higher picks. If you're picking defensemen that want, they're going to produce points, right? Yeah. Other predators that obviously can produce a little bit, but depending on how, the size of your league, Philip Forsberg could be one of those guys. Victor Arvidsson could be one of those guys. That may be it when it comes to forwards that you really are going to be looking at, depending on the size of your league. Now, granted, I know a lot of people play in leagues that are 15 or 20 teams deep. Okay, yeah. There are plenty of people that play in those to where depth players are very, very important in those. And you were talking like you might be drafting a third liner or a mid a mid sixer in there for, for those guys. And it's taking a risk because you just don't know when you have 20 teams, you're taking a lot of NHL players. I you asked are. that question of besides Forsberg and Arvidsson. So I'm making this a little more difficult. What yep. other Nashville predator player could be one that's going to help you produce a little bit. If you're in a super deep league and we're saying like the 15 to 20 teamers, you're looking at a guy like Tomasino. You don't know how many games he's going to play. You don't know that for sure, but you know he's going to get the opportunity on the power play. And that's something I look at too, is where they're going to be situated on the power play. If I'm looking for goals and a forward's going to be on the power play, I want them to be playing the wing or the center. I'm a big believer in, yes, that a successful power play consists of four forwards and one defenseman, but I'm not in love with the uh, forward on your fantasy team being the guy in the back end. In this case, for the Predators, that is Philip Forsberg. However, I do see if Tomasino comes up, Tomasino could play that, or Tomasino could 
go on that first power play unit and take over for Matt Duchesne on the right wing. And then you can have Forsberg be the distributor to guys like Arvidsson and uh, Tomasino in that case. For the Preds, though, it's not that I don't love them fantasy-wise. It's just they're not a lot of, for a lack of a better term, sexy options. Like, there are no young guns that you're going to slot in consistently on the third or fourth line. Like, we've done our predictions for the starting lineups for personal, like, gain, and then we've done our uh, predictions based on what we think the Predators are actually going to do. And all in all, we don't believe that these kids are going to be playing a ton of games. Um, One little nugget I'll leave fans with is if you're in a league that has hits and blocks, yes, you can draft Boro if you want. (laughs) In deeper leagues, I mean, people draft Ryan Reeves as a hit specialist. So drafting Boro as a blocks and hit specialist isn't the worst thing you can do. Uh, It's just there aren't a lot of sexy options on this Preds team that I'm dying to get. There's a lot of guys that I'd love to take flyers on, like even Anthony Mantha on the Red Wings. Bad team, yeah, sure, but he's going to be relied on to score a bulk of the goals. There's a lot of options on a lot of teams that people should be looking at. Um, I have a bunch of sleepers. We'll get into those those before the season starts, but I have a few sleepers that I want to let people know about. Absolutely. We'll get into more of those details as it progresses. And folks, for more preview as well, this week on Locked On NHL Podcast, get ready for the start of the season with Sarah Avampaito and the Locked On NHL Season Preview Series, previews of all 31 NHL teams, division by division, and who to pick up and drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Locked On Fantasy Hockey host, Scott Cullen. So more fantasy hockey right there. So we're going to have you fully prepared on all the NHL podcasts here on Locked On. So subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Predators as well, wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Predators and best of Matt for him and Justin B. Bradford for me. Well, Matt, we will definitely get into more fantasy hockey as it progresses. This is a big, big week. We have lots of training camp updates. We'll get some audio from players, from coach as well, from coach John, head coach John Hines. We're going to do everything we can to keep you up to date, to give you an inside look at the natural Predators. Yeah, let's uh, play that hockey as one chance the rapper would say. Oh my goodness. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.